Welcome to the Positively You podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Larson, and I'm passionate about helping you shift the way you think so you can create a life you're absolutely obsessed with. Each week, I'll be bringing you a guest or a thought that's going to help you feel more optimistic and equipped to take real action. Get ready to push past limiting beliefs, ditch that negativity, and start showing up as the best and most positive version of you. Girl, let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Positively You podcast and I am positively happy that you are here today. All right, enough with me being a nerd, but for reals, every single week that you tune in, I get to hang out with you is just amazing to me. I love it so much. This podcast has brought so much joy into my life, so much light, and honestly, so many amazing connections and conversations that I get to have with the coolest people, with just awesome, amazing messages and the things that they're doing and the light and the love that they are putting out into this world. And this conversation that I had lit me up. It lit me up. I remember recording it. I recorded this months ago. Like this was back in like November. And then the holidays happened in the new year and I've kind of been hanging on to this. And I remember when I got done recording, I was just like on fire. I was so hyped up. I was so excited. I just, it was a life-giving conversation that I was like, I want to push. I don't even want to edit it. I just want to like push play right now. So the fact that I held on to it this long is absolutely amazing. Um, I got to talk to my new friend, Marcella Hill. She is the owner and the CEO of a company called Love Woolies. You might know it. They, um, they do hair scrunchies and the Bernie mittens and so many amazing things where they take wool sweaters and turn them in to awesome projects and, or products. <laughs> Besides Love Wooly, she's also on a new venture that she has started, and that begins right now with a book, Wake Her Up, that she has written. The You can actually grab a sneak peek of the first chapter of the book this month if you get on her list. I've got a link to it in the description below and also on my website. You need this. This book will light you up. This conversation that we have right now will light that fire underneath you, give you that kick in the pants. If you need like just a really empowering chat with a girlfriend where you leave just feeling like your cup was so full, I have good news for you. That is what this episode is today. So good. So life-giving. You're going to feel amazing after you listen to this. I absolutely promise. Here we go. My conversation with Marcella Hill. All right, welcome back to the Positively You podcast. Today, I'm so excited to have my friend Marcella on the podcast. I've been wanting Marcella on for quite a little while, and finally, we got everything lined up, and she's here, and we get to hang out and chat today, so yay! Yay, finally! (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so, so much for having me. I just think what you do is so needed in the world, so thank you. It's an honor to be here. Oh my goodness. That's so nice. And I feel the exact same way about you. I was actually, as I was gearing up for this interview, thinking about, it, I'm like, when did I even meet Marcella? I have that with like so many people. Cause that, you know, you just meet people. And I met you at a photo shoot that like I randomly signed up for one day. And I remember pulling up and I was almost like, maybe I should just drive away. I don't know anyone here. I'm super nervous. 
And you were so awesome. And I remember just talking to you and just so much light and goodness and positivity was just flowing out of you. And I was like, I, I have to be this girl's friend. Like I need to get to know her more. And then having the opportunity to listen to you speak at different events and just the interactions we've been able to have since then have just, they've added to my life tremendously. So you listening are in for a treat because Marcella will add it to your life as she has mine. Oh my gosh, you're so nice. And I'm so glad that you remember that. I really have a horrible memory. I'm really trying to work on it. My husband makes fun of me all the time, but I'm like, I remember meeting you, but I also don't remember the exact context. So I was like, probably just falling out of my car, like having all the bags and a hundred different things looking like a hot mess. And I was like, can you hold my bag? I mean, I don't even know. I probably just looks ridiculous and you're like oh she's a mess so we're you know what it had a good we're all messes in our own right and it had a really good impact on me so we'll just leave it at that perfect well you're welcome (laughs) all right so for those of you who don't know who marcella is do you want to introduce yourself and just give like a real brief intro to who you are Oh, you're awesome. Um, yes, I am Marcella Hill. I am the owner CEO of Love Woolies. Um, and I have recently, uh, started kind of my own personal brand, I guess is what it's called, (laughs) called, um, being Marcella Hill. And I really have grown a lot in the last two years, specifically, even though I've owned my company for seven, I feel like the last two years I dived into myself and kind of tried to figure some things out. And now I've written a book that will be launching in January and I'm really excited to see what that does. I love it. That's one of the things that I love about you so much is that you have kind of been on this I hate using the word journey because I feel like I'm on The Bachelor, but (laughs) this journey we're on, but like of kind of getting to know yourself more and like making moves and messing up and doing things. And you've done it not like publicly, but a little bit publicly. And I've loved just like the vulnerability that you shared as you've been navigating kind of getting to know yourself more. Oh my gosh. Well, I think that was part of it, you know, putting it out there publicly you know, I would think, oh, I nailed it down. So I'm going to put this out there. And then I'd be like, well, I think maybe I'm going to go in a different direction. So I put it out there again. And, and, you know, it's, I would like to see what it looks like for other people. And I figured if I can't find the people that are willing to share their story, I guess I'll be the girl that shares her story. And we'll see where that gets us. Oh. Yeah. But I love that though, because so often we see somebody's begin any, wow, beginning, and then we see someone's end and we don't see that messy middle. And by just seeing the beginning and the end, it kind of, I don't know, like it makes us scared to do the thing because we're like, well, I can't get to that end point right away. And so being able to kind of see people's messy middles helps me at least to feel okay enough to like try something and maybe not have it work out a hundred percent or maybe be like, okay, I thought this was the path. Maybe I need to pivot a little bit. And so I think it's important that we share and that we, you know, there, there's this craving, I think for not authenticity, but just being able to see people and being able to be seen and boy, is that scary, but boy, is it really, really rewarding when it's done right. Yeah. You know, one of the very first times I remember thinking, wow, that's really important. I had, I was going through the, my divorce 
And, you know, I had two little kids. I didn't know anyone. I did not know one person that had ever been divorced, not in my extended family, not any friends, nobody. I just lived in this little bubble of life, apparently, because now I know lots of people, but, um, but I, I didn't know one person and it was so scary and so lonely. And I remember just Googling stuff, you know, this is really, I think I had just started a Facebook page. I mean, things were really new that there was no Instagram. Um, if there was, I didn't know about it, <laughs> but, um, I, I remember finding a blog of a girl that had two little kids and her husband also had had an affair and he had also gone to BYU, like all these connections that we had. And she was posting her life on her blog and just talking about what life looked like after divorce. And I clung to that because there was somebody that made it to the other side that even though it wasn't all rainbows and happy, she was still doing it. And it gave me some kind of anything to look at, you know, even if hers was messy, at least I could go off of something. And it was so it really was a lifeline for me, for her to share that. And I couldn't, I don't even remember who it was, but I just remember, you know, I'm going to share mine so that I, maybe there's someone I can be a lifeline for. Yeah. I think it's important to kind of like trust your gut in that instinct. Like sometimes we get feelings and we won't act on them right away. We'll kind of be like, okay, well, no. And come up with like this whole list of reasons of why we don't <laughs> want to do that thing. And really leaning into that. Like, I don't know why I'm sharing this or what, but it's coming out of me and you, you may know who it helps and you may not ever know who it helps, but like, wow, thank heavens that that person did something that was that lifeline for you to create, to like cling to. Um, it's been very interesting that this like idea of vulnerability has been like a topic in my life for the last little bit and it just kind of keeps coming up, but I want to push rewind really quick and kind of get a little bit of your background. So your company that you started a number of years ago, well, you didn't even start, didn't you inherit it? Love Woolies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my parents started Love Woolies 12 years ago and um, then they kind of handed it over. My grandpa passed away and they moved and, or needed to move and they asked if I wanted it. So I took it on and I've had it for seven years. And Love Woolies, we make stuff. We make luxury accessories from old wool sweaters. So we make things like the Bernie mittens, which are what they're referred to now. But the sweater mittens, um, we make cashmere scrunchies, the gorgeous, chunky, cozy cabin socks. And really, um, I actually really hated it the first three years that I had it. Absolutely hated it. I mean there's nothing worse than sitting in your basement in July, like cutting up wool sweaters while your kids are like outside playing. It was awful. And then I would be standing at like farmer's markets in a hundred degree weather trying to sell wool. I mean, it was just, it was really bad. And I almost sold it. And then through a series of lots of different events, I, you know, and a lot of just feeling unfulfilled and searching myself searching, where should I be? If it's not this, where am I going to go? You know, just 
that calling that everyone feels like, huh, there's something missing here. Right. I mean, it just, yep. you know what that feels like. We're like, there's something missing. Like I should be doing something. I honestly thought it was like, you should have another baby. That's what I thought. And when it all came down to it, it wasn't have another baby. It was that I needed to stay in the company and I needed to show up to the company. And again, because I was willing to listen to that, I found our message of joy from the flaws. And so now our company doesn't just make stuff and sell it, which the stuff we make is great and it stands on its own and it's fantastic, but it didn't, it wasn't enough for me to stay. And yet here are the messages. You have the ability to create joy from the flaws because everything we make has been made from something that was really messed up. And that, that spoke to me. That is something that I can wake up and feel so stoked about sharing every single day, all day, because I have lived it and I try to live it. And, um, and I think that was just something that came from my parents or was born in me that I can see something pretty crappy and think, well, what can I do with this? And it just is funny that I ended up with this repurposed sweater company that literally encompasses everything I believe in. Just so funny to me, but it just, now I live and breathe it. You know, I was just cutting up stuff today and I thought, how crazy is this that every single one of these sweaters, I have felt like this before where I just feel ripped apart and unrecognizable and horrible and useless because I'm just really messed up. But then I've also felt like, well, what else can we do with this? And I've recreated myself and found qualities of myself that I didn't know were there before. And then it all somehow magically turns into something that I didn't know existed or I didn't even imagine. And that's really, that's what we make in our factory. We create joy from the flaws. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I, I really do love that it wasn't something that you enjoyed at first. Like you said, you're like, I'm sitting in my basement. It's a hundred degrees outside. I'm hanging out with wool sweaters all day. Like, what is this? And I'm a huge fan of analogies. I think that there are things in our life that really like help us understand these bigger messages and these bigger things that we need to learn. And that's what I love so much about what your message is with that, is that creating those, that joy from the flaws. I remember when we were going through a really crappy time a couple of years ago, and I've talked about it many times on the podcast, but I remember waking up and I'd been waking up with panic attacks and anxiety and just, just feeling awful. And I finally decided, I said, you know what? we're going through this. Like, I don't have a choice at this point. Like this is the situation that we're in, but I'll be damned if I don't make it mean something. You know, I was like, I'm going to get something out of this. Like I'm going to get something good. And it's just exactly what you said. Like, what can I, I've got this torn up sweater that's got holes in it. What can I do with this? What can I, and like, wow, is that an equally like terrifying and exciting place to be? Right. Oh yeah. I mean, I'll never forget. I was crying on my floor in the corner of my bedroom. My soon-to-be ex-husband was there. I was just begging him to, you know, fix our life and whatever. And he was like, I'm not going to. So, you know, are you going to be okay? I mean, he was like sorrowfully telling me, like, are you going to be okay? Like, 
I'm not going to fix this. Like, what are you going to do? And everyone just be like, what am I going to do? Like, I have the yeah. best damn freaking life you've ever freaking seen. Like, I'm going to go. I'm going to like be a mom. Like, this doesn't change anything. And I love that he said that to me. And I love that it woke something up in me where I was like, what do you mean? What am I going to do? Like, it literally doesn't change my hopes, my dreams. Like, you just won't be here. You won't be here to share it. You won't be here to see it. I'm going to go and live the exact life that I've always wanted to live. I've always wanted to do something kind of big and I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go find it and figure it out. And like the big question is what the hell are you going to do? Right? Like, I don't know what you're going to do. Anyway, sorry. I said the age no. where you could that out. <laughs> Hi, we should, it's, it's fine. <laughs> We are fans over here. Um, sometimes you just need the right word to get your point across. Yeah. <laughs> no, I freaking love that though. And I love what you're saying too about, you know, I woke up, something in me snapped because I think sometimes we're just going through the motions a little bit where we're just doing the thing, we're doing the mom thing, we're just floating through. And like you said, you kind of feel that feeling like, something's missing. And I don't think that you're alone in that. I don't think that I'm alone in that. I think that might be more common than we probably let on. You know, we all slap that smile on our face and everything's good. And people ask how you are and you're, I'm great. I'm busy, you know, but if there's that, that thing that we feel that something's missing, you have an interesting take on that about what you think that that might be. And I think that is my favorite thing that's probably ever come out of my mouth. <laughs> I remember standing on stage at Pinner's conference and you know, I was just kind of doing my thing. And I said something, I, I, this, what I said, I said, if you feel like something's missing, it's probably you. And it's funny. And then when you, I was <laughs> like, oh, we're done. Somebody write that down. Like what? <laughs> I mean, it just is so true. I think that is just it came straight out of my heart. It was nothing I had ever remembered hearing before. It just is what I was, what was happening to me. I was finding something that was, something was missing. And what's interesting is that when I found that it was me showing up to my company, showing up to my marriage, um, had you talked to me just a handful of years ago about my marriage, it was not going well. There were lots of nights I was sleeping in the basement. Like it was not on the right direction. And it really, I thought we were, you know, going to the end of a road. And really what was happening is I realized I wasn't showing up. You know, I can't fix the people around me, but uh, lots of things, you know, lots of things with my, my oldest daughter, Um, things with my marriage and things in my company all were happening kind of the same time where I was like, it's all not working. It's all horrible. It was all making me feel like I was worthless. I was a failure. I wasn't doing it right. I had to fix something. And when it all came down to it, when I finally just sat still, listened enough, paid attention and chose to just show up being me instead of marking all these lists and trying to fix all these people, I just thought I'm going to figure out who is me so that I don't have to lose myself over and over and over and over. And I started showing up and guess what? I work the exact same business. 
I am married to the exact same man and my children have not drastically changed. And yet my life is completely different. It is fulfilling. It is enjoyable. It is not filled with resentment or fear or frustration. It is super peaceful. I don't have a lot of chatter in my brain about just the way things should be. I'm able to just kind of move through and, and find the creativity and like, what else could this be? You know, it definitely doesn't look the way I thought it should work, but I have come to understand like that, like the universe can actually show up with better stuff than you can imagine. <laughs> so if we would just get out of our own way, we can actually have that. So, yeah, that's what I love. I love so much that you nailed that down, that nothing externally shifted or changed because so many times you think, oh, you know, well, once this happens, once, you know, we have a new job or once we get a new house or whatever, insert whatever circumstances, like lose 10 pounds. Right. I mean, like right. things soon as all of my kids are in school, like there's all of these outside circumstances that we can blame whatever on. The options are endless. Pick one. But I love that you said, I had the same job. I had the same husband. Everything was the same. The thing that changed was you. And I'm, I'm guessing, I'm going to go ahead and assume here that it wasn't just a quick, like snap of your fingers and you woke up on Tuesday (laughs) and you were like, and ta-da, I did it. So if that's like, like, what did you, what were some of the things that you did in order to, like you say, wake her up? What? Cause it's not going to be that it's, I, I mean, I really wish it was, I wish you could go to bed on Monday night and wake up Tuesday morning and have this like massive shift. Yeah. You know? Okay. So I don't want to, you know, put out crazy promises, but I do think that waking up can't like tomorrow can be very different because here, like what we said, nothing changed, right? Like you already exist as you are. I didn't even necessarily change. I just decided to show up to it. Right? Like I'm still me. I just was all kinds of bothered with the way things should be. And so the simplest thing, and this sounds too simple to be true. I just started doing this thing that I called being me on purpose. And I did it. I said, I'm going to do this for a hundred days. I'm just going to wait. There's no workbook. People ask me all the time, like, where do I get that? It doesn't exist. Like, it's just, it's you. (laughs) You just, you just wake up, you just wake up in the morning and you just sit still for a second. You can like get out of bed. You can lay in bed. You can stand up. You can do it in your basement. Like, there's no rhyme or reason. You just think to yourself for a minute, like, who am I? What do I need today? How do I need to get out of my way? Right. And some days it'll be like, wow, that laundry has been like yelling at you. You're like beating yourself up about laundry for like weeks. Maybe we should get that taken care of so we can not yell at ourselves anymore. Right. Like maybe it's just laundry. But maybe it's, oh my goodness, my heart just needs to be with a friend today, you know, instead of just checking off this list. Because here's another thing I love to remind myself, doing more is not being more, 
where like I used to be the girl hundred like a hundred checklist lists and the more checks I could get done the more of a person I was at the end of the day and I don't have checklists anymore I'll write kind of like my tasks of the day but so much more I think about like can I show up loving can I show up kind can I show up forgiving can I show up you know how can I be useful to whatever happens in my day and at the end of the day all the stuff that didn't get done really was not supposed to get done that day because if it was it would have gotten done and so honestly I guess that's the thing. It's going to be your thing. You are not me. You are you. And so, but you've got to start listening to you. And whatever that is, if you need to go to a yoga class to get quiet enough to hear you, if you need to start sitting and listening to music and just trying to like have a moment to yourself, even if it's like in the bathroom, don't take your phone to the bathroom. Like just ask yourself some questions in the bathroom, talk to yourself. Like, how are you doing? How's it going in there? Like, what is, what is happening? Just start paying attention and then be brave enough to ask questions, you know, be brave enough to yeah. ask yourself, like, how do I hear God? How do I talk to God? You know, what kind of a mother am I? Am I the kind of like, how do I show up to motherhood? How do I show up to being a wife? Just start asking instead of just going off of what we've been told for so long. Like, this is how God talks to you. This is how you're supposed to be a good mom. This is how you're supposed to be a good wife. Like, just give yourself permission to set all of that aside and get really creative and ask yourself, like, well, what if I was never told? Like, what would it look like? Yeah. And then do that. I love that so much. And I remember the first time I heard you talking about being me on purpose and what that looked like for you. And I love that there isn't a workbook because so many times we reach for that, you know, we reach for the, the self-help book or the workbook or the step-by-step -step thing, which they have their place and they're definitely helpful. But so many times we want A, B, C, D, and I'm going to feel like this. If I follow this mm -hmm. plan exactly, I'm going to get this result. And the thing is, is we are all individual. We are all different. There's going to be different things. And that's exactly the thing is when we are feeling that stuck and when we are feeling that like, not emptiness, but just kind of like void or something is off or missing or feeling stressed or frustrated or whatever, I think it's because you're fighting that. You're not you're trying so hard to show up how you think you're supposed to or have these expectations. And I love what you said about just getting out of your way. Yeah. Just getting like, and asking yourself questions like, Oh my gosh. And that has been something that I've been focusing on a lot this last year is really like getting to know me. Like I want to know who I am and like what I'm all about. Yes. And it's been, it's been quite the interesting undertaking of being you like, oh. answer yourself. That's the craziest thing about it. If you ask the question, answers show up. Yeah. Right. Like you, like when you're asking yourself, like what, what answer, like, have you heard your answers when you started asking yourself that? Oh yeah. And you ask, you know, like, okay, how did I show up today? List this. Okay. Is this how I envisioned myself showing up? Where's the gap? 
did I actually feel good if I do show up this way or does it feel better when I do, you know, just kind of like really getting curious with yourself. But the key there, I think too, is like, you have to let compassion take over. Like you have to let that judgment kind of fall as you're getting curious with yourself, because there has to be room for whatever answers are going to come up to come up without you being like, okay, weirdo, you know? (laughs) Right. Well, and you really have to let go of all of it. I actually, when I started doing this, I let go of everything. I mean, even I thought if I start doing this, it could mean the end of my marriage. And I thought, well, then so be it. Because I, I can't live not me anymore. I couldn't do it. Yeah. And you do have to get to a point where you have to realize like the world needs you and you're created as you are for purpose and everyone around you can just deal with it, (laughs) right? Like they can deal with it in their own way. And, and you don't have to make yourself small and you don't have to apologize for who you are. And all of this that we're talking about, you can do this literally right now while you're listening to this. You can choose to be done with this podcast and you can choose to sit in your car wherever you're listening to this and sit and start asking yourself, like, how do I show up? Maybe the next thing that you're doing right now is your kids are bugging you right now and they need help with their homework. You can pause for one second and ask yourself, okay, self, like, how do I show up here? And that will change everything. You think it's a long process, but it is not. It is, you know, you're frustrated at the grocery store, blah, blah, blah. And then you stop for one second and you ask yourself, can I be useful here? What would I be doing? How would I be without these frustrating thoughts? Scrap those and ask yourself, how can I be useful? You know, I've told this story. Have you heard the story about my sister in the Walmart parking lot? No. I got to tell you the story. (laughs) called and told me the story and it was so pertinent. So she, we had just talked about asking yourself, like, how can you be useful? And she called me and she's like, you're going to die. And I've told the story so many times now, but she has six kids under the age of 10. She was in the Walmart parking lot waiting for these women to pull out. There were two older women that were getting in this car. They were, she was waiting for them to load their car and pull out of the, out of the parking lot. And they were taking forever. And we all know that feeling. We're like, really? Yes. Like, just <laughs> come on. Like, your kids are screaming. You just need to run in for your stuff. Like, it's already been a day. She was so bugged. And finally, she thought just enough to think, huh, what would I be without this thought? And I wonder if I could be useful here. And she put her car in park and she got out and she asked, is there anything I can do to help you? And these two older women were so relieved. They had been struggling with trying to get these car seats in their car because they were there to like pick up their, um, their grandkids and they didn't know how to get the car seats in the car. And she's like, I got you and went, clicked the car seats in and they were good to go. And, you know, we just, we get so consumed with our own frustration, what we think is happening that we can't even like know which way is up or down 
and we can't even be useful. We're literally just taking ourselves out of being useful because we're frustrated over things we think are happening that aren't even true. Yes. Oh my gosh. Right. The stories that we have going on in our heads that are just running rampant. I love that so much. And I love that you said it's not these big, huge things. They're little tiny moments, like just little moments of, okay, am I aware of what's going on? Can I ask myself a question? Like, how can I be useful? Or like, how can I make this experience more enjoyable? Or like how, you know, just anything like that. And I think, you know, situations like that or in the grocery, I've been in grocery lines. I have this talent where I, I pick the longest, slowest checkout line everywhere I go. (laughs) It's just, I've accepted it now. It's just what I do. But you know, you get there and you're like in a rush and you're like, oh my gosh, they have 10,000 things. And this checker is, and instead of being like, okay, what can I do to make this more enjoyable? And you, I don't know, you breathe or you pull out a magazine and look at it, or you just like have a nice conversation with the person next to you. Just something like if we can just all take a quick little step back, take a deep breath, get more intentional and really have that purpose of like what you said, like, how can I help? Or how can I make this a good, positive, enjoyable experience? Like, wow, what a different world we would live in. Yes. I mean, honestly, if you ever been in a really frustrating like scenario publicly and you look around and you see someone just like, they're not bothered. They're just yeah. they're good. They're, they might not be like actively, you know, enjoying it or like making some big like scene of joy, but they're just like not bothered. And you think, oh, well, I guess I can just stand here not bothered. Where like even that is showing up. Where you're just, yeah. you're good, you're fine, it's fine, I'm patient, I'm just gonna stand here and everything's okay, you know? I just think that, you. I mean, you can practice, things don't have to be happening. You can literally practice in the mirror. You can have a bad hair day, you can have a zit on your face, and you can be like, oh my gosh, I don't wanna go to that party, or oh my gosh, I don't wanna like go talk to lots of people, and you can just practice, like, what would I be without this thought that this thing is hindering me? What would I be without the thought that like, you know, my, my extra roll over my pants is unacceptable or, you know, what would you be doing if you didn't have those thoughts? How would you be showing up and how could you be more useful? Because we just take ourselves out way too often. And I think the more people that start showing up, the more comfortable it will be for more people to show up. And I mean, sometimes showing up, I tell my friends, sometimes showing up feels like you're just totally naked out there all alone. Doesn't it? Oh my gosh. But man, wouldn't it be better if like lots of people were naked and then we would be like, okay. Then it wouldn't feel as awkward. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Well, and okay. So now we're coming full circle, right? Because we started off with like vulnerability and now we're all, everyone's naked. We're naked. Now we're all fully vulnerable. But no, I mean, exactly. As you're trying to really connect back to yourself and as you're asking yourself those questions and being vulnerable and letting down those walls, like it's giving everyone else that permission, not even permission, but like that example, that empowerment, right? To be able to do that too. And, and as we do that with ourselves, as we give ourselves moment of stillness and moments of quiet and just intention to connect back to who you are that if we can share that even not even like publicly, like it doesn't have to be like that you have these platforms or these things where you're sharing everything, you know, not every person has a podcast or a a blog or a YouTube channel or whatever, but 
sharing with just one person that, you know, you're being a little bit more vulnerable and that that creates this connection. And then you get to connect not only to yourself, but to others as well. And I think that that's kind of what it's all about, right? Yes. I actually, in my book, Wake Her Up, I have a section that, isn't that weird to say my book? Oh, it's I so love weird. It. I'm so like, ah, that's I like what it. people that wrote a book say. Oh. <laughs> um, so there's a section called sharing is caring. And we hesitate to share because we think that either, I don't know, people just don't care or who are we to say something or we don't want to be, I don't know. And I just think you've, we've got to share all of it more. And like you said, it could just be with one person. You've got to share your crap and you've got to share your good, all of it more because it gives permission for everyone to not be alone, right? It gives permission yeah. for you either, it either tells you you're not alone and you're not crazy and we got you, we're here. Or it says, yay, look at what we're doing and you get to be excited about what you're doing. I just was lis listening to a live. Mel Robbins is just launched her book today. Um, and I don't remember what it's called. It's called like high five yourself. High five habit. High five habit. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yay, world I just listened to her yesterday. So it's on my mind. Okay, yes. Okay. So her book just launched today and she's talking about how you need to high five yourself more, you know, and we need to give each other permission to say like, yay, I'm proud of, I'm proud of yourself. And then I think that's one of the things that's been super helpful to connect with myself is to talk to myself in a sense of like, as if I'm talking to my spirit and I call her, her, you know, and I talk about protecting her. I talk about, um, getting out of her way. I talk about, and then part of that is to acknowledge her and to cheer her on. And it's interesting because you're almost like disconnected. You feel like you are cheering your friend on. Like, yeah, yeah. we did that. You did that. Look what you're doing. And it just makes it, I guess, you get to almost stand back and live from the inside out. Like you're watching it happen. Yeah. And so it doesn't feel boastful. It doesn't feel um, embarrassing. You're just watching someone else, just like you would anyone else. Go for it. It's yes. like you're watching. Oh my gosh. <laughs> her live, and you're yes. so excited for her, and you're just like along for the ride. That's how I feel. I love this so much. I love that you've said her and. It's, it's funny to say like connecting to yourself by disconnecting from yourself right. a little bit, I don't know. like, yeah. but I feel the same way. Like you almost get this bird's eye view of this person because right. We're proud of our friends all the time. Like you tell me you're writing a book and I'm like, go you. But if I have the thought to write a book, I'm like, wow, that's a dumb idea. Right. Like we do, yeah. we like, don't think of ourselves on that same level. So if you can like almost disconnect and like cheer yourself on from mm -hmm. that, like place of like a best friend or just like a mother figure or something like that, like, then yeah, it doesn't feel like boastful or bragging. Like you're really dang proud of this person. That person just happens to be you. Right. And so it's, it's really interesting to be like, connect to yourself, but like disconnect from yourself. <laughs> like, that's well, how I mean, I, I truly believe we're spiritual beings. You know, I believe that we have a spirit and that she is a force and she was created for very specific purpose 
And we also are humans. And our humanness very much gets in our way of what our spirit was sent here on earth to do. And I think that's just helped me so much to listen to her more and recognize I am more than just this Marcella that you see. I need to learn how to get out of her way. I need to learn why she was created. Why was she sent here in this body? What is she trying to do? And how can I serve her better? You know, I just have to believe like she doesn't have the fears. She's not looking in the mirror being like, what about this role over here? Like she's not doing any of those things. She's like yelling, Marcella, like, let's do the thing. Can you like move it along? You know, and I'm just over here keeping her from doing her thing. And so I really have, I think, like you said, become a better friend to myself in a weird, you know, to her. And um, I'm letting her wake up. I'm getting out of her way. I'm trying to clear stuff out for her to really move forward. And in doing that, I want to share it because I read a book called The Surrender Experiment. It's by Michael Singer. And in his book, he does just share his story on how he um, allowed the, just kind of went with the flow of life. And I was so intrigued by this idea that he could just trust the flow of life. And I really honestly thought, what would that look like in my life? What would that look like for just some regular suburban girl that doesn't have a whole lot of anything like special, you know, it's just a regular, just a regular girl. But what would that look like if you just let yourself be everything you were supposed to be? And how would you even do that? And honestly, I just want to live my life to figure that out. What does that look like? And maybe there's glimpses of it that I can do it the right way or have it be an example where other people could figure it out. And I could watch other people do it and figure it out even better. That's kind of what I'm trying to do over here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. And I literally like, we could have this conversation go for hours and hours and hours because I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. Like I feel that so much, like just connecting to yourself and getting out of your way and allow, I love that you said allow, allowing yourself to be and show up with the gifts and the talents and the strengths and everything that you have inside of you that we all just need to like, yeah, get out of our way and, and show up and do the thing. And it's scary. And so you just start slow. You just have a moment of stillness. You just do the little things you, um, you know, you set yourself up for support. You follow people who bring that out in you. Like, that's what, I mean, it's so funny. People will say like, you know, Instagram is like such like a downer place or social media. And I'm like, my Instagram is like the most inspiring and uplifting stuff because that's what I've curated it to be like this, just supportive, inspiring place for me to go. But speaking of inspiring places to go, where can everyone come and find more about you, the stuff that you're doing? And if they're like, I need to wake up her inside of me and they want some more help and they want just you in their corner, where can we find you? Oh my gosh. Um, Well, you can see me on Instagram at being Marcella Hill. And that's kind of where I share all this stuff. But then also I kind of share the same stuff (laughs) over at Love Woolies, but there you can actually, you know, buy a scrunchie and wear it in your hair and remember that, you know, you matter and you can have this physical thing that is a reminder to you that you should show up 
And then in January, so if you go to being me on, or if you go to being Marcella Hill, um, then in the link in the profile, you can sign up to be part of my book launch in January. Fingers crossed that that might be February. I'm not sure. We'll get there. But um, you can sign up to be part of the book launch and uh, my book and a coaching program will launch in January after we're done selling all the mittens. <laughs> awesome. Oh my goodness. So many good things coming and I'm so excited. I love watching you step into that role and inspiring others and helping others on this journey of waking themselves up and connecting. So uh, I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours, but this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support and your love and cheering me on because it is terrifying. And, um, you know, there's so many parts of you that feel like unworthy to do it. But again, I just have to kind of set that aside and let her do her thing. So yes. let's do it together. Get out of your way. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Marcella. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with me again today. I'm so glad you pressed play. If you want to take a quick second to share this episode with someone you think would love it too, that would be amazing. If you're loving the show, make sure you go and leave a review on iTunes. Reviews are like magic for podcasts, and your review will help get this show into the ears of more amazing women just like you. And come find me over on Instagram. I'm there at positively.jesse, and I cannot wait to hang out with you some more. So until next time, have an amazing week.